Welcome to Being Better Podcast, where we explore the things that make us happier, wiser, and more productive beings. Hi, my name is Julia, and I am your host. Every week, I take a concept, a technique, or a story to learn how it can make us better. I hope that this show can help you become the person you've always wanted to be. Here we go! So hi everyone, welcome back to Being Better Podcast. I am very happy you're here and I hope you are having a lovely day. I've been having a lovely week. I got a lot of work done and and I also got some decent workouts in and also I read a lot, which was great. I finished 21 Lessons for the 21st Century, which took me a little bit longer than I expected, but it is a chunky book. Um, but once again, I recommend that book. It's really, really interesting. And I also read The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, which I was planning to read for a while. And I think this is why, you know, I've built a lot of expectations. And then sadly, I have to say that the book did not live up to these expectations. I mean, it is a good book. And I think it can help a lot of people. But I... I think I already knew a lot of what the author presented in that book. Um, so if you are interested, grab the four agreements and, and read it. But I just wouldn't say it was life-changing for me. But as we are on the topics of books, I'm going to segue into my recommendation for this week, which will also be a book. And that book will be Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. And I'm just going to read the description because it's kind of hard to explain what this book is about. Okay, so. How did Fidel Castro fool the CIA for a generation? Why are campus sexual assault on the rise? Do television sitcoms teach us something about the way we relate to each other that isn't true? Talking to Strangers is a classical Gladwellian intellectual adventure, a challenging and controversial excursion through history, psychology, and scandals taken straight from the news. Something is very wrong, Gladwell argues, with the tools and strategies we use to make sense of people we don't know. And because we don't know how to talk to strangers, we are inviting conflict and misunderstanding in the ways that have a profound effect on our lives and on the world. So this book is basically about how we judge strangers and how we are wrong. It helps us better understand and accurately judge the people we don't know while staying patient and, and tolerant with others. And it also does so in a very interesting way by explaining past scandals or situations in history that should not have happened. It is very engaging and I'm sure everyone will love it. So with the recommendations out of the way, let's get into today's topic, which is, as promised, my experience with doing a social media detox. And I will talk about why I did it, how I did it, and also how it influenced my life. And also at the end, I'm going to give you some of my advice and my tips on uh, how to make sure you don't fail if you do want to try doing this kind of detox yourself, which I think is a very good thing to try as we as we start this new year, 
I think it makes us more mindful about how how we want to live in this era where where social media and our phones play such a big role in our lives. But as Simon Sinek recommends, let's start with why. Um, I wouldn't say that my relationship with social media counts as addiction because most of the time I don't really enjoy spending a lot of time uh, scrolling through Instagram. But the thing is, I usually cannot find the balance and I am very easily distracted by Instagram, YouTube or, or Twitter. Therefore, I've been planning to do a social media detox for a while. I've heard about it from other people and I considered it briefly. And it ironically uh, started with videos on YouTube because um, when I heard about social media detox for the first time, I just stumbled upon videos of creators like Matt Diavella, Sorel Amor or Thomas Frank. And I realized that, you know, the self-improvement or productivity part of YouTube now was stating that, that our reliance on social media is not benefiting us. And I agree. Mm, so I got interested or even intrigued with those videos, but I still didn't think about doing it myself. And I thought, you know, that's great, good for you. Uh, but I still, you know, was jumping from video to video and, and feeling great about myself because, you know, quote, I was just using social media to learn and I was in control and I didn't need that kind of detox. And I just hope you can tell my sarcasm because... That was really some serious bullshit I've been telling myself. So I was in denial and I cannot say that's not true. But after realizing that, you know, quote, some people might have that problem, I became more and more aware of the amount of time I could waste, you know, mindlessly scrolling through my phone and I would even sometimes find myself spending two hours watching some kind of YouTube, you know, TED Talks or, or something only because I decided to watch something while I was eating. And, you know, mind you, eating takes me about 15 minutes and I could spend two hours after that uh, watching. And it, I, I realized that this is really unhealthy and I don't want to do that. So gradually I would accept that... I am no longer in the driving seat and I cannot find a healthy balance myself. Then I watched the Netflix documentary Social Dilemma, which I think you've heard about it because it has taken the world by storm. So after watching Social Dilemma, I started to even kind of be disgusted by some of the social media platforms. And I followed a lot of accounts on my Instagram to just make it less interesting and less enjoyable and I was really scared kind of for a second because as I unfollowed those accounts I just saw that there is a limit where you can unfollow like I don't know 200 people at in one day so I got scared because I saw this notification that this is the limit and I cannot unfollow more people and I got kind of scared but then I realized I am just, you know, overthinking that Instagram is bad because probably it has something to do with security and, and people, you know, um, becoming ghosts uh, with their accounts. But anyway, um, eventually I would even have my social media apps uninstalled for most of the day 
but then um, that also didn't kind of work because I was just I would just usually switch to using other ones um, so that clearly just was not enough and like I said before I could not find the balance myself and I just I never had enough and after a while I knew that I needed to take a break so this brings us to the end of 2020 which is I don't know December 20 something I'm not sure when I started this social media detox because I didn't write it in my calendar um, but when I uninstalled all of my social media apps that was for like an end of December the end of December and you know I just you know bought some puzzles made sure that I have plenty of books to read and and just deleted my apps and I was aware that I liked to scroll through my phone because it was relaxing so I needed to make sure that I had other ways to to entertain myself or to unwind um, but moving on to to how I did it and what was my strategy with this social media detox um, so well the two apps that I struggle with the most are Instagram and YouTube and they are pretty much the only ones that I actually enjoy using and, and therefore they are what I focused on avoiding. So I uninstalled them from all of my devices and I only went on YouTube if I had to do some work related with research, but that only happened like two times, so I don't I don't really think that even counts. Um, but anyway, coming back to how I did it, um, so because I wanted to make sure that I will not fail at this detox as I have before the first thing that I did was I asked myself and I really recommend to anyone who's interested in doing a social media detox to ask yourself why why do you usually use social media and for me there are a couple of reasons and they are entertainment relaxation inspiration and education so I I knew that if I wanted to quit social media for good or or just, you know, for a month, but successfully, I had to find other sources of these benefits. And I realized that, you know, most of these benefits could be found in reading books. So I decided to swap one habit uh, for another. And I decided that each time I would have, you know, the urge to reach for my phone, I would grab a book instead and that was really helpful because if you ever read a book about, you know, building habits, um, swapping one habit for another is so much easier than, than building one alone. And I realized that, you know, reading is not as stimulating as using social media. So I also made sure that I had even other sources of entertainment, like uh, listening to podcasts. I really, really like podcasts um, or puzzles or talking to my friends or, or doing exercise or cooking, um, as well as reading just, you know, a lot of different genres of books, because I usually read Nonfiction, but you know, since I I knew that I also had to find some entertainment, I I bought and borrowed some some fiction novels. You know, I I think I read Twilight because this is like Twilight is my guilty pleasure, and 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 I'm sometimes guilty about that, but unfortunately that is true. And then also because I don't really watch many movies uh, usually, so um, I didn't feel like I needed to take 
a break from them as well. Um, so watching movies with my friends was still an option if I needed a dose of entertainment. It was also very important to me to make sure there was no temptation. So like I said, I deleted all of my social media apps from my phone as well as my computer and tried to forget that they even exist. I I also started to leave my phone in the um, other room so I wouldn't look at it and and remember that, you know, there is something missing. And I have to say, you know, not sleeping with your phone feels great. And I can't believe that before this detox, I wouldn't be able to go to bed without it at times because, you know, I sometimes wanted to, to do some emails before I went to bed or uh, just respond to some messages. And I realize now that this is kind of sick because, you know, your bed is like your, your space when you relax and and just not think about much and I don't want my bed to be my workspace so even if it is you know just talking to my friends I I don't want to do it in my bed uh, because this is like a holy holy uh, space for me and also the other thing with social media is that with all of its faults Social media is a way for us to connect with others, with our friends, with our family, and especially during the time of a pandemic. So I had to make sure that I had plenty of contact with my friends and my family if I wanted to, if I wanted to make sure I don't fail. Because, you know, having that contact is necessary for you to feel happy and to feel relaxed and to feel just you know like you don't need to to check your phone and what your friends are doing so if you if you want to do this sort of detox I would also recommend you know making sure that you have plenty of contact and since my family is together at all times because of the quarantine it is easier to have someone to talk with and arrange I don't know board game nights or or eat meals together um but I am aware that this is not the case for others. So really make sure that that you chat or FaceTime with your friends and with your family because it is a very common excuse that we say, you know, I have to use social media because I want to catch up with my friends and I want to, you know, know what they're up to. So make sure that you don't have that excuse anymore and that you are honest with yourselves and that you, you know, stay and you call your friends regularly instead. So this is how I avoided falling back to my old habit. And I'm proud to say that I succeeded and I have not failed and spent pretty much the whole January without using social media. And I mean, sure, there were some temptations and there were times when I would be curious about what is going on with the world but then I would just ask my friends or my sister to update me on the current affairs um, but you know interestingly enough after I heard about them I was usually glad I wasn't there to read about them myself that's I'm talking about it because I don't usually watch news and my social media are my news and also that was something that I had to think about, you know, when, when I was quitting social media is that I could, you know, have my friends telling me about what's going on in the world because then I would just, you know, feel like I was living under a rock. Uh, but if you are watching news, then I don't think that will be a problem for you. And 
okay, so this is how I did it. And now let's move on to my conclusions and how this detox truly influenced my life. And is it a positive experience or, or was it more negative? So I think the question that you all want to know the answer to is is doing a social media detox beneficial and I would say yes it is and it is hugely beneficial and it depends how much on how much you spend on social media usually so I'm not going to say how freeing this experience would be for you because that is different for different people and it does depend on how much you rely on social media and are you addicted or are you not addicted and so it could be you know life-changing and groundbreaking for you but it also doesn't have to be because if you don't rely that much and then you quit it altogether then it doesn't really change your life I don't I don't think that would be the case for you and I personally Think that I learned a lot and I do want to kind of keep it up and use social media less than I have before uh, because I really liked my life during that detox and I, I loved having all of these benefits. So, you know, I, the benefits that I'm talking about, I'm going to now list all of the biggest benefits that I experienced in my experiment in my social media detox. And first and foremost, I think the biggest benefit and the most obvious one is having more time. And I've read somewhere, which I will find that link and I'm going to put it in the show notes, but I've read that an average social media user spends about two hours and like 30 minutes per day on social media, just on social media. I'm not saying screen time because the screen time is so much higher, but two and a half hour on social media I think that this number is huge so imagine having extra two hours and 30 minutes to your day this is basically how I felt during this detox I felt like I don't have 24 hours I felt like I had uh, 26 hours and a half and you know I couldn't complain anymore that I don't have enough time to do that because that excuse was not valid anymore but I actually loved that this was a case so so don't get me wrong I really I really liked uh, that I couldn't complain and because I had this extra time in my day I decided to to do something with it and do all the things that I always want to do but I don't really um, find time to do so I read a lot of books and I journaled I stretched I, I meditated I even relaxed by you know doing jigsaw puzzles which I mentioned in one of the previous episodes and I think this is a really great way to relax so if, if you feel like you're stressed and really uh, anxious then I, I would recommend switching you know don't grab your phone but but grab uh, some puzzles and, and do that instead because it is relaxing but it also is a mental exercise so I think you know puzzles are great uh, but anyway also I, I found that you know time availability stopped being such a problem and suddenly doing most of the things that you know my friends wanted to do became 
possible. Like before I would say that, you know, when someone asked me, do I want to, you know, go out and eat something? I would say, I cannot do that because I have some work to do. But now since I had this, you know, two and a half hours more to my day, then, you know, everything became just a little bit more uh, possible. And, and I would just find that I would say yes a lot more. And I also, it is very important to say that with these extra hours in my day, I stopped being so impatient because I'm a very impatient person. And the fact that I became more relaxed was was really nice. And I had these unexpected situations happening that would, you know, normally bring my heart rate up to 100. But, you know, when I was not that impatient... They were just fine. I can wait, you know, for a doctor's appointment for 30 minutes. That's not bad. And I loved being so much less impatient because I normally, I even have it written in my Instagram bio that I am impatient because this is a big quality of mine. And I loved that I I was less impatient. And I have to say that if... Having extra time was the only benefit of doing a social media detox, then it will still be enough for me to to do it again. Because I think time is our most precious resource. And the next benefit of doing a social media detox was um, less comparison. And you know the quote, you know, by I think Theodore Roosevelt that Comparison is the thief of joy, and I agree with that. And the fact that rising cases of depression, anxiety, and suicides are observed at the same time when people start to use social media daily, it is no coincidence. And I think the biggest reason why social media usage has such a tremendous effect is that it provokes the constant comparison. And, you know, social media users show only the brightest, most polished and highly edited versions of themselves. And, you know, it's understandable that the viewers cannot help but compare themselves to these standards and and get insecure about their own lives. I think that, you know, even there was like Cindy Crawford saying that she wished that she looked like Cindy Crawford because, you know, having this much editing and the light perfect lighting or it doesn't have to be about how you look but you know comparing yourself to someone who is living in a beautiful beautiful you know beach or or have amazing cars and all that stuff I think it makes you think that there is some kind of high standard that you have to live up to but this is not true and we forget about it sometimes. So after about a week of doing this detox, I was surprised to notice that I haven't been looking into a mirror a lot and I also haven't felt the need to be more productive and I was just more comfortable in my own skin and my life felt just, for lack of a better word, my life felt sufficient. You know, I didn't have that constant reminder that I could be more prettier, I could be more successful, I could be more productive. I didn't have that constant reminder and I felt completely fine 
with what I already have. And I had a lot less, you know, desire to buy something new or to throw out something that I own because I felt I was enough. And this benefit, I think, is a very big one and something to consider if you if you struggle with being confident and with your insecurities, then maybe doing this kind of detox is something that would really help you. So if social media is something that is making you unhappy, then I think, you know, it is very important to realize that it doesn't have to be this way. And you don't have to use it or you can use it, you know, more wisely in a way that will make you feel good about yourself. Because I think there are a lot of accounts that are worth following. But but you have to rethink who do you want to follow and what do you want to get from that social media. Which brings us to the question that I said before. I think it is really worth asking yourself, why do I use social media? And what am I doing actually? And how does it relate to why I wanted to do it in the first place. Okay, so another big change that I noticed this past month was that I had more energy. And I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only person who feels exhausted after spending an hour on Instagram or on YouTube. And that is because our minds are just not built for processing this much information and and stimuli in such a short period of time. We have, you know, ads, pictures, voiceovers, captions, videos, all of these, you know, are attacking our mind, like, you know, someone just screaming through a megaphone into our ear. This is, I think, something comparable because our minds are built through evolution to have just, you know, one or two or three sources of information coming our way. And this is not what social media is. And it can change, but, you know, evolution hasn't had enough time to to deal with it and make us more resilient. But I actually don't think that we should be more resilient. I just think we should use our attention better. And I just don't think that being more resilient is something that we should be. So coming back to my experience, I felt a lot less tired during this past month. Um, which is partially because I got more sleep, but also because my mind spent just a lot less energy on processing information. And then it also turned out that my phone felt exactly the same. And, uh, you know, never before have my phone battery lasted like for two days. And now it it did. And I it was a surreal experience that, you know, in the evening I usually go... Uh, and put my phone on my desk and charge it and I just one day I just went and and I saw you know actually my phone is on like 50-70% I don't have to charge it Um, and this is proof that our phones are not bad but we just use them wrong Um, so if your phone battery sucks I don't think you should immediately buy a new iPhone but just try using your social media less often this is something I forget a lot and I, I complain a lot that my phone battery is bad. But actually, you know, thinking I when I think about it now, it's it's fine. I think it's, you know, average. Okay, but another big difference that I saw in myself was that my focus improved. 
And if you've been listening to the past episodes, you know that I struggle with my focus a lot. And for me, my phone is a huge source of distraction. I mean, it is just like an endless ocean of entertainment and the only thing that is stopping me are you know like two taps of my fingers so who wouldn't get distracted um so i do struggle with my focus which is one of the reasons that i meditate but what i found very interesting was that quitting social media turned out to be much more effective in improving my focus than an hour of meditation ever was And I always thought, you know, that if I meditated more, if I became, you know, a Buddhist monk, then my focus would be great. But, you know, actually having less information and stimuli coming to me was so much more effective than than meditation. And I mean, sure, at the beginning, I still had the impulse to grab my phone and I had the temptation to reinstall my social media apps. But I would say that within the first couple of days, these desires started to fade away and I was more focused and my workflow became uninterrupted. And also then even my meditation became easier, which I think is a very big one because I sometimes think that, you know, I suck at meditation because um, I cannot focus. But in this past month, I, I saw that I really improved and my meditation was really great. I mean, I did like... 40 minutes one time which um, was like felt easy for me and usually when I try to do 40 minutes it's really hard but in this past 30 days I meditated and it was like super easy I was excited to meditate actually so again if you think about improving your meditation improving your focus having more energy I think these are there are something to consider for sure And then there also were some smaller benefits of the social media detox, which was, for example, improved creativity. I think I I was a little bit more creative. I had a lot of ideas, uh, which I think were my own ideas, because very often when using social media, we have we think that we have amazing ideas, but we actually get just inspired from other creators which is not bad i'm not saying that this is a bad thing it doesn't necessarily have to be that but i i just felt like i had more ideas that were truly my own and a product of my own mind and my own creativity and the other benefit was that i didn't really strive for attention that much because i am guilty of um, sometimes going on Instagram and and looking at the amount of likes or comments that I got and you know it makes you kind of it it makes you feel like you're striving for attention and I hate that and I felt that during this month I didn't really care um, if I was in the center of attention or or not I just became so much calmer and so much less impatient and I really loved that Okay, so this was my experience with with doing a social media detox. I'm trying to think of the things that I didn't like about doing the social media detox. And I think, you know, there are like small things like, sure, you don't 
you're you're not the first person to to learn about something and and get the breaking news which if you if that's important for you then sure i think um internet and and social media can be a great source of um of information and what's happening in the world or if you really want to know what's happening with all of your friends i think you know social media is great for that because if you are calling you know one two or three friends then you would just catch up with these three and the other ones you we don't know what they're up to so if you wanted to see what all of your you know 300 friends are doing then a social media is a great way to do that and i haven't had the chance to do that this past month so and also if you have a business and this is something that i kind of didn't like because i i have you know this podcast and i i do stuff on social media which are connected to my work so if you have the social media detox at least i would i would advise that you ask someone or you schedule your post uh, so so you have so you build that relationship and you you build you still are active in your community because i know that this can matter a lot when it comes to your business and, and building that community around your business is i think really important so so like there are some things that are not ideal when you're doing a social media detox but i think these are things that can be easily avoided and if you want to avoid them once again i think it is very good to ask yourself why do you use social media and where can you get these things um, elsewhere so this was my experience and i hope you've enjoyed listening to it and i hope that i've inspired you and if i have then let me know and send me an email or go to our new instagram account actually i wanted to say that there were some problems with the facebook account and i also don't really enjoy facebook so we have switched to instagram and i just enjoy instagram more when it comes to building that community so if you enjoy listening to me or if you just want to have a dose of motivation or nice pictures then go to instagram at i think being better pot that's 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 the name and yeah just just reach out and dm us there i think it is a really nice way to give me some feedback and it is a nice way for me to meet my listeners because each time you do you know my heart grows 10 times and i'm really happy that i have these amazing listeners and i really am grateful for each and every one of you out there who is listening and now moving on to the insight of this week which is going to be a short one but i just had a little bit of a epiphany or discovery or i don't know if it might have been just a coincidence but um for a while i was in kind of a running slump i wasn't really running fast it was harder for me to run i felt like i wasn't running a lot and not as long as i would like to and i tried different things i stretched i improved my nutrition and i did all the things but then you know this past week i was just annoyed because I didn't want to spend that much time preparing for running or getting um, or resting from running because I also tried, you know, not running to then see if my running, then it would, would it improve. 
And I got pissed that I don't want to do that. I just want to run and I don't want to think if I'm good or if I'm bad, you know. I'm, and I made a decision that, you know what, I don't care. I'm just going to run fast, you know, as fast as I want, as fast as I feel like that day. And the funny thing is, when I made that decision, my running suddenly improved. I just stopped thinking about it. I just put my shoes on and I went and I ran and I tried to to run fast. You know, for me, it could be a little bit different because I have a lot of experience with running and for me, it is intuitive. So I just, you know, let my intuition guide me. And it turns out that I had the answers in me. And when I just stopped thinking and I stopped, you know, trying to influence how I feel or what should I do, it just became natural. And I just ran and I ran fast and it was a nice experience. And, you know, I, I got sweaty as I always do, but I, you know, finished that run with a big smile on my face. And yeah, I think sometimes we just, I do, I certainly overthink everything when it comes to my purchases, my running, my, you know, learning this podcast, all of the things. But sometimes I just have to let myself go and let my intuition guide me. Uh, So in that way, I think. So this is what I've learned this week. So that will be all for this episode. I've hoped you've enjoyed it and I will speak to you very, very soon. is written, edited, and produced by Julia Spohr. If you want to learn more, visit the website attached in the show notes or visit our Instagram. That's right, not Facebook, Instagram, which will also be attached in the show notes. If you want to help us out, the best way to do that is to tell your friends about the show. Just tell them, hey, this is the podcast that I listen to and I really, really like it and you should listen to it as well. Or if you don't want to talk about it, you can share it on your social media platforms. Another great way to support us is to write a review or to subscribe. It helps us with the algorithm and it makes the podcast easier for others to find. Thank you so much for listening and I will speak to you in the next one.